Good morning. What a treat, huh? Welcome to University Chapel. Welcome to our guests from all the way from Minnesota, Brainerd High School Choir. Thank you for being here. And we are up for a treat. Wonderful. Thank you. We begin our worship show, uh, with the opening of the Cantado, followed by an invitation to lean into the gracious presence of God. Please stay seated for the song and the silent reflection. Holy is God, holy, immortal, ever-loving, ever-present here and now. Come and see that in the absence of love, there is no reason to know our neighbor, for love connects us to our neighbors, our children, and our hearts, and to God. We come to worship hungry. Holy God, in this time of worship, feed us full with the durable power of your love, grace, and peace. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Today's reading is from chapter 13 of Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. If I speak in tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I have nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on, the, on its own way it is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoings, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never ends, but as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease, and as for knowledge, it will come to an end. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. May God's grace and peace be with you all. It was my sophomore year. We were hanging out in Kramer Court. We were talking about roommates and friends and dating and relationships. Kramer Court is uh, one of the buildings. It was actually a fantastic place to live because it was a really sweet and you had a patio back in the day and you can still walk by Kramer Court to this day. We were talking in the present tense. We got specific. We named names. And then our conversation moved into the future. We started to talk about our hopes and dreams. 
about the outcomes that we expected based on the difficult decisions we were making today. We voiced everything in the future tense, hoping upon hopes that all would be well, even though we knew it probably wouldn't be so. It was at that part of the conversation that I declared to my friend John, with bold conviction, I think I was at the very beginning of my sophomore year, if I became seriously involved with somebody, I would analyze that relationship in terms of the words from St. Paul's letter to the church in Corinth. Is he patient? <laughs> we kind of dated and fell in love here. Is he kind? Heaven forbid that he would be envious or boastful or rude, especially not to me. His love would bear, believe, hope. This is probably true and endure <laughs> all things. I would use St. Paul's words as a kind of measure to speak to how true and authentic love would be. John was quiet for some time before he answered. It made me nervous. Well, Melissa, I don't think it's going to work. Whoever he is, he's human. I thought about that as he was quiet, and then he said, I don't think you will find that person. I don't think you will see them for who they really are. Wow. John named the rub in a way that my ears were opened and I could see what he was saying. Even as I was analyzing love according to a checklist that I had laid out before myself, I was doing it in a way that was actually pretty unloving. I mean, I was putting myself above the list, wasn't I? I needed a big dose of honesty. I needed a huge dose of repentance. How could I possibly see the other person for who they were? Human, vulnerable, complicated, loving and unloving, messy, unpredictable, just like me. To love and to be loved before doing anything else, Frederick Beekner reminds us, we must see each other. Like artists ready to paint a picture, we need to see with the eyes of love. To know ourselves as human, as connected, and then to listen to the other person, to hear the storied truth of their life. To open oneself up to change one's mind to be corrected, to ask and receive forgiveness, to suspend one's own judgment for a time and open one's ears and open one's eyes. This is really hard work. It can't be done with efficiency or with precision. It's messy work, yet this is the call. Love God, love one another, love. No wonder then that the early Christian church recorded that words of Jesus when he said, those who say, I love God, and hate their brothers or sisters are big fat liars. Well, it doesn't quite say that. For those who don't love, 
a brother or sister who they can see with their very own eyes, but without that frame of love, how can they possibly see God who they have not seen? Well, then the early church put their eye on this man, Jesus. How did he live? How did he move? They noticed who he hung out with. They saw how he ignored the limits that other people of faith had erected. They witnessed him breaking down the barriers, even among his disciples, and disrupting the rules. He spent time with people who weren't normally invited to dinner parties. He gathered people who maybe were considered off to the edge. And he kept speaking sternly to all the people who kept the barriers erected separating people into categories of innies and outies and unquestionable to be sure. His message was hard to receive. Love God, love one another. And certainly his message was even harder to do. Because God is the source and ground of love who loves us individually, uniquely, completely, there can be no doubt about this hard thing that we are called to do. Seeing ourselves as God's beloved one means that we see each other as treasured beloved ones as well, just as we are. Making room for love is, is hard. It can't be measured on a checklist. It's not a task to complete in 10 easy ways, no matter if Pinterest tells you to. And it is not a journey that you can plug into your GPS, and if you just follow that course, you're going to come out all right. The love that God calls us to is a love that is relational, specific, done in real time, persistent, open to change, humble, merciful, and it always seems to seek after the good. A few months ago, a friend of mine introduced me to a song by a singer-songwriter, Carrie Newcomer. Carrie wrote this song when she noticed how the preschool teachers were treating her children in the classroom, especially then when they were facing something that was difficult or challenging, something they were learning for the very first time. They would say, I think you can do this hard thing. Carrie watched as the teachers acknowledged and saw those kids. They saw the struggle, or they saw how the child would back up literally in the room or step away from the task instead of soothing the child, which is I think what I probably would have tried to do, or doing the hard thing themselves, which is absolutely what I would try to do, or releasing their child from their own agency, yeah, that's me too, they took a different approach. They did not diminish the difficulty of the difficult thing. And they said, you have the ability to do some things. And she wrote on her Facebook blog, I was touched then and now by the compassionness and humanness of their response. I think their response had a touch of the divine. All of us face overwhelming things that seem quite difficult to do. Love God, love one another. Can I add? love the self? I think I can. Even the best of our loving is going to fall really short. 
loving others, loving God can be difficult, overwhelming at time, and maybe all the time. Perhaps instead of getting it all right, getting our love life in order, that's not really the point. God does not appear to be interested in checklists at all. Could it be that God, like a preschool teacher, is simply putting the call out there to us? Let love be the frame through which you see each other. You can do this hard thing. Love your neighbor. You're going to mess it up. You're not going to get it right. That's okay. See your neighbor. Love your neighbor again. Perhaps God is also saying, love God. You're going to mess up. You're not going to get that right either. But you can do this hard thing. Don't be afraid. I am with you. Almighty and merciful God, we give you thanks that through your grace and mercy, your strong arm of love has reached out to us and you have promised us forgiveness and mercy. We know that our love for you, Holy One, is faint and fragile. Daily, strengthen our desire and capacity to love with intention, to love without compromise, and to love without gauge. We give you thanks for your endless and unconditional love. Help us with that kind of love on display through our actions. Amen. <laughs>